This episode is brought to you by Sourcewell, the industry-leading business development and headhunting platform. I'm a Sourcewell user myself, and it's been an absolute game-changer when it comes to crafting personalised outreach. It's not only quick and easy, but you can tap into custom variables, automate follow-ups, and use multiple channels like the phone, LinkedIn, email, and more to accelerate results. Users report an average increase of 56% in qualified response rates, and when you're using it, it's easy to see why. AI-powered tools like Content Coach and Whale GPT improve your chances of not ending up in spam, something that's become increasingly challenging with Google's recent deliverability changes. It also tracks all of your activity into your CRM, keeps your data clean and lets you know who you need to reach out to and when so you can spend more time on what you're good at, recruiting, not admin. So if you're serious about being the best at what you do, join me and thousands of recruiters who have chosen Sourcewell to revolutionize their outreach approach. Book a demo with Sourcewell and mention the Recruitment Mentors podcast to enjoy an extra 50 phone and 50 email credits per user. And this exclusive offer will save you circa £500 and more. And it's only available until March the 31st. So you can click the link in the episode description or you can head to sourcewell.com forward slash demo. This episode is brought to you by Firefish, the recruitment CRM that accelerates data-driven growth. They have just released their 2024 Recruitment Agency Report. Based on insights from over 200 agency leaders, the report offers unbelievable insights into forecasts for the year ahead, enabling you to refine your strategy based on data rather than intuition. Here are some of the stats I personally found interesting from the report. Although industry optimism has declined for the third year in a row, growth signals remain positive with 84% of agency leaders expecting year-on-year sales growth this year. 47% of agency leaders plan to use a contingency recruitment model in 2024, and 70% of agencies plan to use social sourcing as their main candidate attraction strategy in 2024. You can access your free copy of the report and start making data-driven decisions about your business by clicking the link in the show notes. And whilst you're there, if you wanted to check out how Firefish could help your business grow this year, they very kindly offered a unique offer to our community, the Recruitment Mentors podcast, that's going to save you up to £1,000. And this offer is only available until March the 31st. You can click the link in the episode description, and you can also head to firefishsoftware.com forward slash RMP. Like if we were to talk about new business then, which I know you've had to do more and more of more recently, let's bring the delivery function into it. Like how has then having these two functions, the delivery consult, the delivery function, the researcher function, how do you feel that has then impacted yours and George's sales process or ability to sell? Like I'd be really excited to get in front of clients and say, well, this is how we work. We have our researcher function who are doing this. We have our delivery consultants that are doing this. It's not just, hey, I'm the consultant you should be speaking to. I only speak to SDRs all day, every day. Like, you should trust me to fill this position. Like, I will, yeah, do you get what I mean? Like, how has that impacted your sales process? Because I feel like that could be pretty powerful. Yeah, well, I think, first of all, it's freed up, it frees up a lot of our time to focus on bringing on high-value clients yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of SDR jobs out there mm. even now we're seeing the market shift there's even more jobs being advertised I think it 
there was a bit of a lull like mm. earlier this year, but yeah, it frees up a lot of our time. It gives us a lot more confidence when we're going into that discovery call with a prospect. I normally split the discovery call into two parts. So there's the initial maybe 30 minute chat, understanding a bit more about their business goals. You know, if they've received recent funding, what are they using that funding for? Like, how does this hire fit into that bigger picture of the business goals? Well, it depends who you're talking to, mm-hmm. but you know, whether it's an SDR manager or a CRO, like you're going to want to understand their role in the business and the goals that they're trying to meet. You know, is it, they need to hit a certain ARR by next year and yeah. how is this, you know, building that SDR team going to fit in with that? So understanding their business goals, some of the issues that they've had around hiring, whether it's time, uh, budget, or quality, quality all yeah. that kind of stuff, all the usual stuff. And then in the second more sort of in-depth discovery call would understand that the specification a bit more detail and kind of map out that process. Mm. And we can be really granular with mapping out that process. Although it's people think entry level jobs, it's just quick you fire a few CVs over and it's, you know, the job's filled. But we still take time to kind of it's almost like project management. Good delivery is project management. So mm. we work with the we kind of describe how we how we work, how we're different. Not so going do that, to. Uh, sorry to butt in, but no, so okay. just to, do you. So you said discovery call there. One, not every recruiter knows what that is, by the way, mm-hmm. or like conducts those. Just so like, so do you split? So when you said discovery call business goals, is that a separate call? And then you say, okay, well, from what you shared, from what I've learned today, we've helped companies like yours. These are some of the companies that we've helped. So I'd actually really recommend that we book in a further time where we can go through Timberseed how we work, how we're different and, you know, how we could potentially help you achieve X. So like, do you separate it? Yeah, exactly. So I'd probably spend maybe five minutes at the end of that first call, just talking about, just giving them a very brief background on yeah, Timber Seed and why this is, the you're trying to qualify them relevant. out, qualify them in, in that. Call. Yeah. I'm not trying to sell, like, sell them Timber Seed really. I mean, a little bit I, I am, but, um, okay. So yeah. you, that's the first part of the sales process is the disc, the discovery, the initial call. discovery. Yeah. How, just curious then what is the purpose of discovery call in your point of view? I think it's to really understand those pain points and dig mm. deeper into those. Cause sometimes there's pain points that they don't even realize that they had that you're uncovering. Mm. So making them kind of understand that pain and how we could be a solution to the problem mm. that they have. And yeah, I think just really understand how this hire that we're going to help them with is going to help them meet those mm. goals. Just is a lot of making them realize things and almost sometimes educating them on. Sometimes they think they need one thing, but actually we've worked with other companies where something else has been more successful. So sometimes, for example, a prospect will come to us saying, we need an SDR with two years experience. It's an entry level job, but we need two years <laughs> experience. So it's sort of making them understand that you don't need that experience. You need someone with the right potential and is going to mm. kind of grow with the business. So how do you sell the discovery call when you've got a client that's basically saying to you and other recruitment companies, Alex, I've got, I need to, we need to get to a million annual recurring revenue. And in order to do that, I have, a, um, I have, you know, five uh, SDR seats that we need to have filled ASAP. Here are the job specs. Can Timberseed help? Because mm-hmm. I spoke to someone who operates in, in your space, Lewis, we were talking about this and their process. And he's saying sometimes like these people just want like, Alex, can you just, you know, start getting CVs over to us and, and like just start working on these opportunities for you to then go, you know, no, 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 hang on a minute. We need to take, have a discovery call. You need to tell me about your pain, about your challenges. And then we'll have another call where we can talk about how we can help. How do you navigate that? Just curious. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to find that balance because mm. there's the sense of urgency. You need to have that commercial awareness that these jobs need to be filled. Well, the client's saying the job needs to be filled. So sometimes it can almost send you into a bit of a panic, like we need CVs now. But um, I think just taking a step back and 
we can still have a very quick turnaround time. So just mm. helping them to understand what those next steps will look like, the realistic time frame. If they're saying we need people to have started yesterday, okay, well, you know, what's the next best thing? You know, because people generally, if they're in a job, they're going to have a notice mm. period, or they might, you know, it's going to take you at least two weeks to do the interview process. So helping them to understand what that time frame would look like. I mean, we've got candidates normally ready to go. We've got, because of our delivery function, yeah. we've got a bank of you know, really strong candidates who we're kind of representing. So I can say, okay, we can book in that second call tomorrow where we can go through these mm. active candidates as well as mapping out the process. So kill two birds with one stone. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn out mm. process. You know, we're not recruiting for a CFO here. We're mm. we're recruiting junior people. So, well, you can have both. You can have the in-depth discovery and a deep understanding of the client's need whilst providing that kind of quick service yeah. for them. So yeah, you can have both. Would you not work with a customer if they weren't willing to do a discovery call? Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't work with them. Would probably. you say like, no, like this is, this is the reason why we have this process is if we do this, it's going to help us in the long run sort of thing. So yeah, I mean, I haven't not for, it hasn't happened for a while where people have kind of refused to take that time. Obviously people are extremely busy mm. in the businesses that we speak to I and mean, everyone's busy all the time but I think just helping them to understand the value of that conversation if they don't have time they just want me to fling a few CVs over then I'll just say no I can send them some a case study and some example sure. candidates of people we've placed recently so they can have a look before they decide to go through with that call but it needs to be a partnership yeah no I love that so then do the discovery call you learn about their challenges what they've tried so far their business goals what might prevent them from getting there you have all that information how do you then use that information in the next call then? Like what's fundamental in this next call on the on the sales process? So aside from going through like the candidate and role specification, mm. because it's not always exactly yeah, the, the job same. Brief, yeah. yeah, job brief, all of that kind of stuff. But I think sort of almost playing back their problems to them. So in mm. our previous call, you mentioned this, this and this. Sometimes I'd even almost do like a mini presentation of, okay, these are the issues you're having. This is how we'd solve it. And these are the candidates I think would be a good fit be good to get your feedback so yeah I think just going through things in a bit more more depth in that discovery calls or playing back the the previous call mm -hmm. and mapping out the next steps as part of that do you because I know you've been working a lot more retained mm -hmm. do you have different products then that you sell and present in that yeah so we actually created a product because obviously we sell into the SaaS sector so they can relate to having like a, a product so mm. recruitment isn't normally seen as a product it's a service so but we try to make it kind of relatable to people in in SaaS sales yep. so we kind of created this product that we call CX plus so client experience plus so okay. we have like a product document that we created with like a pricing sheet and everything just so they can be like okay this is like what we sell in a way so we kind of present that to them so that's our kind of retained service. These are all the extra things you get as a part of that. Compared to? Compared to our contingent or contingent exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, it depend, really depends on the situation, the role, the scope of work that it's going to take us. And then we'll kind of weigh it up, whether it's something, you know, if they really don't want to go retained on that first mm. role, because it's completely brand new for them. Sometimes they don't want to do that. But just highlighting the importance of that exclusivity and how it's going to benefit them rather than, oh, we want you to be exclusive with us because it makes honestly. our life easier. Like, they don't care. <laughs> What's in customer ex experience plus that isn't in exclusive? So I think it's just having that more structured process. That's one of the things. We'll still structure that process in an exclusive project, but it won't be as much of a priority. Like, we won't spend as much time having these kind of 
check-in calls and presenting candidates it's not like we'll have a set date to have a long list it's like okay we'll work on it and we'll try and get your candidates asap whereas it'll be a much more structured process as cx plus they also get a priority with the the market mapping report so the the movers and levers reports they also get the like salary benchmarking reports and they also get access to like like discounts for like sales trainers and stuff mm. like people in our network will introduce them to and they'll get a discount on that oh wow so you've created a whole thing around it yeah exactly and they also yeah and it depends on what they're looking for so if it's like a key hire uh, there's different like pricing packages if they're looking mm. for like a we call it a key hire that's like one person or a team, team build yeah. team build then they get some kind of maybe incentive on that like a, a slight discount, discount if, yeah. if they're looking yeah, to hire yeah. like five people at once do you do anything around because you have all that data on do you do anything around like you're creating them like a when I've asked people about this what's quite common is you start working with them and you're presenting them the candidates that you've spoken to the reputation in the market you're building like a bit of a talent pool might be on a spreadsheet or whatever do you sort of do something similar to that where you're always building that showcasing that with them in the check-in calls and that's data that they get to keep yeah absolutely so we'll build that initial long list of yeah. people these are people in our network Which that we're going to reach keep. out to yeah they can keep that and like the market insights but yeah just there's, there's generally just a lot more touch points in that process and a lot mm. more sort of feedback throughout the process as well was it difficult for you to start selling that if you hadn't worked like that before oh yeah i've been a contingent recruitment my whole life it's mm. a mindset shift for sure it's having confidence in what you're selling is a necessity for them and it's a high quality product so mm. and we still we still have challenges with this because uh, some hiring managers will say well we've never worked like, this. worked like this before like why do you need a retainer there's it's a whole sort of re-education type thing and my, a mind mindset shift within yourself and having confidence in, in going out there and, and selling that service so yeah i'd still we, we're still ironing out that process is definitely not perfect and i think it's more about it will evolve over time and you kind of build confidence with that once you've won a few retained projects then they all seem to come at mm. once it's like buses like it's but getting that first few is is the biggest challenge